Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. (laughs) This is episode 29, and today we're going to be talking to you about enhancing your psychic skills. So, Veronica and I are super psychic. (laughs) (laughs) In case you guys didn't know that yet. Right. In case you (laughs) haven't figured it out. But you know what? You guys are all super psychic, too. We are all psychic. It is a real true thing. And some of us just have honed those skills or have easier access to those skills than other people do. At least that's my bias. I agree with that. I think, I feel like, you know, we all are connected to other realms and, you know, depending on how we live our life and what state of mind we are, we can either be in in tune with that or not, you know? Right. Yeah, totally. Um, so we wanted to talk to you a little bit about just psychic experiences that we've had, and then also share about some of the things that you might be able to do at home to help you to develop your psychic skills. Um, so I know for me, some of the more psychic stuff that happens is I, I'm really empathic. I get really, um, strong feelings of emotion, from people and from places. Uh, And I have premonition dreams. That's something I've had for a long time, uh, for much of my life. And uh, I think the other thing that happens is people I'm really connected to, they're the ones that when the phone rings, I'm like, oh, I know that so-and-so. Or I'm thinking about somebody a lot and I suddenly run into them. Like those kinds of things happen to me pretty frequently. what happens to you, Veronica? What's your, what are the things you notice in your daily life? Um, but big, a big thing that's happening right now um, that happens to me a lot is dreaming. Um, it feels like um, it's a way that, that I'm getting messages of like either stuff, not necessarily premonition sometimes, but that's not really common for me, but it's more like, um, like, giving me a heads up of what, what I need to work on. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, you're, here's an issue for you. Like right now I'm getting a lot of end of the world stuff. It's not a surprise, you know, (laughs) (laughs) cause it's feeling like, you know, it's the end of the world. Um, so are you supposed to be working on the end of the world? I'm working on accepting. And embracing it as opposed to going to anxiety and fear and freezing. Right. Um, so, you know, that's every day is different, but I feel like um, one of the ways that I feel intact, you know, is through the dream world. And I actually have, have a lot of things that happen in the dream world too. Um, but the dream world is a big place where I feel like, um, I have even in the past used my psychic skills to access the dream world to get information. So I've actually gone the other way where I've tried to go in a dr- into the dream and 
you know, incubated. That's what the like dream incubation and tried to get something that I need. So like um, setting an intention before you dream so that before you go to bed, so that you can get the, the information. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yep. Got it. Well, the yeah. other thing I know about you is, I mean, so Veronica and I have actually taken some psychic skills um, development classes for quite a while, psychic and mediumship skill classes. Um, and so I've seen Veronica read people before, and I know that you're, you're pretty good at tuning into what's happening in the physical body too. Like I've heard you say, oh, I'm getting this hit for, you know, your stomach or something happening in your left knee or whatever it might be. Um, can you talk a little bit about how that information comes to you? Yeah, actually, that's interesting you say that because I actually have taken several classes to enhance that skill particularly uh -huh. and one of the classes that i took was a shamanic class and um, the woman was teaching us about how to read energy in the body mm -hmm. um, and so first and foremost was reading my own energy and clearing my own energy like noticing myself so that when i go you know, in, you know, to read somebody um, that I'm cleared, so that doesn't get in the way. So I can kind of sense what feels off. And for me, it's really, um, it's visual. Mm. Yeah, I get a lot of visual, like shadows, like I'll get like, oh, this part of the body, and, and then I'll go into, I'll go over to that part of the body. Oh, that feels dark. Um, or yeah, or grainy, I'll get textures and stuff. Um, usually that's like, I'm not touching the person, I'm like covering my hand over them or I'm my no hands at all and my eyes are just closed and I'm just visual, visualizing their energetic bodies and, and where it is, their energy is, does not feel congruent. Mm -hmm. How about you, Emily? I know you've done a lot of that work too. <laughs> well, it's not the first thing that comes to me when I'm sitting with someone. It's something I have to like really tune in for um, unless I have hands on um, or have a tool. Like, so sometimes I do energy work with, for people to help clear blocks and I'll use my pendulum to find the blocks. Um, and when I do that, when I, for some reason, having the tool really hones it for me, and then I'm able to go in and, and feel what that feels like in that space. And when I say go in, I mean, energetically go in. So like, if I feel like somebody's solar plexus chakra is blocked, um, I'll set the pendulum down and I'll put my hand to hover there and feel what the energy feels like there. And I usually get an image or a sensation that I can work with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to clear it. But, you know, I was a massage therapist for years um, and that having my hands on somebody really gives me a lot of information. So without even intending to, when I'm giving somebody a massage, I often will, will get images or an experience of something that's happening in their body that I will talk to them about after the fact. Like I, I can remember doing a massage on somebody one time where I just kept feeling this band 
that wrapped around like right underneath kind of, um, it was a woman and it was right under her breasts and around her, her back. And I just kept feeling this like tightness, tightness, tightness. And she had been having all kinds of diaphragm issues, right? Your diaphragm's right under there. The muscles were really locked up and she was having a hard time breathing and having um, actually like panic attacks from not being able to catch her breath, which I didn't know before we went in. But that, that visual, having my hands on her body and I just kept getting that visual of that tight band right around in that circle spot. So that's just an example of how it might appear to me when I'm doing hands-on. I don't get the visuals as strong when I'm just looking at somebody, but I can still pick up sensations or, yeah, it's just, it's more of a sensation. It's like a knowing versus a uh, visual or a physical experience. So when I say sensation, I guess it's more like in my, it's a, it's a sensation in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) The brain sensation. Yeah, I'm just having a brain sensation over here is telling me what's going on loud thing um what what you're something that you're saying that's bringing something important to mind is that how people get different information you know that Mm -hmm. the information will come in and it'll be like me it'll be very visual like i'll see it um some people you know it's not like that at all it's a sensation they might even feel it like Mm -hmm. in their own body like i right now i'm feeling really anxious and oh, wow, that, what's going on for that person? You know, they're having anxiety and I'm taking that on kind of thing. Um, you know what I mean? I do. I do. And I know for me, it depending on the information I'm trying to get, it comes to me in different ways. So like I was saying, I, if I'm touching someone, I'm going to get information in a different way than if I'm looking at someone. And there's other times where I'm sitting with someone and emotionally I can, I start to feel their emotion, even if they're not tapped into it, mm-hmm. which I think we all do on some level. I don't think we're all aware that we do it, but we are designed to mirror each other. It's how we learn about being in the world. I mean, just from a, like, like a psychological cognitive development place, mm-hmm. um, as babies, we learn about ourselves and about how to be in the world through what is mirrored back to us, right? That's why when babies are like cooing at you, you kind of coo back at them. It's it's what we do. So, you know, most of us are picking up on other people's energetic and emotional experiences, even if we don't realize we are, um, unless Mm -hmm. we're just fully shut down, which some people are. Uh, I just got on a tangent here. Bring me back. Well, I was just thinking about how, you know, expressing how, how other people, how different people get different information and how, um, you know, if you're you're looking at your own personal psychic skills and you're like, oh, well, that's too hard for me. Or like, I don't get that. Mm -hmm. Like I get, you know, I hear things like some people hear things Mm -hmm. like they can hear whispering, talking, um, you know, so maybe that's their, their skill set and that's how they're going to get information coming. Not that you wouldn't want to hone and, you know, work on other ones, but you just might be like, oh yeah, that's just where, where I'm going to get most of my information and where I might, you know, go towards. Right. 
Yeah. So we all experience it differently and we might experience the gathering of, that's where I was going is that, you know, we might get different types of information in different ways. Um, so yeah, I've definitely had times where I've heard, um, information, but it tends to be, that's definitely more in the spirit realm for me. Like I've, I've had energies whisper in my ear or, uh, talk to me you know, give me like a line of like a sentence or like a phrase that I audibly hear. And I'm like, oh, did I leave a radio on somewhere? Like what's going on? Uh, but it's actually just information that is coming to me. I used to think it was my fillings. I used to think I was picking up radio. <laughs> I'm not kidding. When I was a kid, like right after I got fillings and like, you know, I started realizing I was hearing things from time to time. I was like, oh, I'm picking up radio signals on my fillings. I think I must have seen it on like a cartoon or something. I don't know. That is adorable. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> now I could say it's my braces. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So what are some of the skills? What are some of these psychic skills we were that we have worked on? The first one I, I think about is, is energy, is mm -hmm. working on energy, um, chakra clearing, working on your own energy patterns, like seeing your own physical, emotional bodies. And um, I know, I think in, on one that. podcast, didn't we talk about that? We talked about chakras. We did. Yeah. So um, I think we talked about clearing chakras during that time, but if just as a little refresher, do you want to say a couple things about what you can do to clear your chakras? Yeah, um, I, I have a couple different techniques. One is I like to use light. Um, like I visualize a white light that um, clears each one. So it'll go to the first and then clear out the first one and then ground that down into the earth, go up to the second, clear out the second, ground down into the earth. Um, I also like to use my hands like physically to like a couple inches. Um, I guess how you would put a, a couple inches, you know, away from my body close to that chakra and then like spin it clockwise mm -hmm. to like clear it out. And then if it's feeling slow, like, just like physically start moving my fingers. I'll even use like spray, like mm -hmm. um, different ar aromatherapies, basil, like just like clearing the space <clears throat> after I do each one of the chakras. Uh-huh. What about you? What, is there anything that you think of that you do, Emily? Um, I usually try to envision the color for that chakra. So the color I associate with it. Um, which I tend to go with kind of the traditional like rainbow from your root to your crown. And as I move through each one, I just envision sort of an orb that is there that is pulsing with energy and light. And if I feel the stuckness, usually that looks like, kind of, I say looks like, but it's what happens in my mind's eye is this sort of black gunky feeling visual that I am also imagine um, spinning. I usually use my hand to spin and clear and just pull. I imagine pulling it out and throwing it to the earth. Like, just take that back and then um, let it, you know, let it start to spin on its own. 
that tends to be one of the most common ones I use, but I also have used the white light where I envision it coming down through my crown and just like almost like a waterfall, just moving through all of my chakras and just purifying and clearing and cleaning them. Nice. Yeah. But I also know for me, part of that chakra clearing, I can actually get really similar openness in my energy just by grounding by really doing it like a deep grounding, feeling my roots in the earth, my energy moving into the earth, feeling, you know, my energy moving up into the cosmos and just feeling that connection of being in the moment and being that conduit for that cosmic and earth energy simultaneously. That seems to be a really good way for me to uh, be present and open simultaneously. Nice. Yeah. So energy clearing, like first, like clearing, clearing yourself so you can, you know, and then maybe even just start playing around. Like when you said you visualize colors, start, start trying that, like visualize the color or, you know, working on visualizations will help um, you to be able to see like whatever that is or listen or feel or yeah. Yeah. Getting really present in a moment and then starting to use visualization intentionally for me has really helped me to deepen my ability to quote see beyond right and to really feel into that kind of third eye space that feels like it opens up and allows insight to come so that feels like a very important step that's like the first thing for me, like, and, and when we took any classes I've ever taken, it's like the first thing you do is you got to clear yourself, like mm -hmm. be able to clear your own energy so that you can be present to see mm -hmm. what you want to see or to open up to see what's going to come through, you know? Yes. Totally. And then, <laughs> then you can do, then you can work on these other fun things like, Emily, you and I were talking about psychometry. psychometry. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you share a little bit about this? This one's super challenging for me. It, I mean, it's really, it's just, it's, it kind of has a lot of different layers. Um, but maybe Emily, you want to share about what, what your experience are with psychometry. Yeah. So psychometry, for those of you that don't know, is where you hold an object and receive imprints from it. So the best objects to use are ones that belong to somebody else that you don't know anything about, um, but that, <clears throat> excuse me, the person who they belong to or who is offering them to you to use does know something about because you want to be able to validate your information, right? And some of it you will be able to validate, some of it you won't, and some of it people will be like, no, that's wrong. Um, and, and it might be, you know, because you're going to get all kinds of information. And the more frequently you do this, the more um, clear, at least for me, images have become. So you take an object like, I'm, I'm just looking, you can't see me looking around, but I'm looking around my workspace trying to like find an object I could use as an example that you can't even see. But I'm just going to hold this pen right here. I just picked up a pen. <laughs> Got a hair clip. Oh, a hair clip. There you go. <laughs> So if somebody handed me this pen, I might just take it in my hand. And um, for me, I like to hold objects between both of my hands so that I have that experience of kind of closing the circuit around it. And then just closing my eyes and breathing into it and noticing what comes. 
So it might be words or images. Um, I've had on rare occasions scenes play out where I actually see almost like a almost like a photograph of a moment. Um, sometimes I will feel a person attached to it, like oh yeah, I feel like this belonged to a guy. I don't know why. I just do feel that. Um, and it's hard to talk about in some ways because so much of what I experience is a feeling experience, right? And it can be difficult because my feeling experience of what a male energy feels like might be different than yours. Uh, so it can be challenging to articulate that. But when you're doing a psych, 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 <laughs> psychometric <laughs> exercise, <clears throat> when you're playing with psychometry, <laughs> Uh, basically you're just holding that object and seeing what comes and then you're making notes about it. And if that person who has given you this object is present, this is a really fun thing to do with your friends because, you know, if they bring you something and you, you, and you bring them something and then you both sit and write stuff down and then you can share so you can, you know, it's a safe environment, no judgment, no pressure, you're just hanging out, doing psychometry. Uh, <laughs> That's what I do on a Friday night. Right? We're just hanging out doing psychometry. It's awesome. Eating some pizza. You know. <laughs> but then you check out what you wrote down or what you're seeing and feeling and thinking with the person who shared the object with you and just find out if you get any hits. Um, sometimes information that you get will come to you in a certain way that means something to you. So you might describe something that you saw or felt to the other person and they're like, that doesn't make sense. And you can try again by tuning into what does that information mean to me? So, you know, if, if I saw a bathtub, I'm just, I'm making something up here on the fly, but I'm just going to give this as an example. If I saw a bathtub and somebody soaking in a bathtub and I said to the person, wow, this feels like it has something to do with the bathtub and somebody's soaking in a bathtub and they'd be like, no, that means nothing. Well, to me, being in a bathtub means being clean, like cleansed, um, being relaxed, being kind of at peace. So I might start saying those things and see if that resonates for them. So that's just like an on the fly example. I hope that makes sense. Totally. I think uh, for me, I, the, my biggest challenge with psychometry, um, what is the actual object sometimes is like looking at it and already predetermining what it, who may or may not be associated with that, like gender wise or, uh -huh. you know, um, occupation wise, or so not like if someone were to hand me a ring oh, uh, it's a ring. It's got to be for a woman. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be or like automatically like getting that other part of my brain out of the way. And I feel this way about most of the psychic work that I've done is like getting that part, that right side of my brain out of the way so I can open up that other part that um, isn't, can be in touch with actual messages that would tell me what this actually would be about, you know, or how I could use this or, um, yeah, that, that's my biggest, my biggest challenge with psychometry and other, you know, psychic skills realms. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know, on the psychometry kind of vein, one of the exercises that I know we've done a lot in classes that we took, V, are, um, is the picture, where somebody brings you a picture of someone, <clears throat> somebody you don't know, and you look at the picture and you try to determine, like, where does this person work? What it, where do they live? Are they, do they have a partner? You know, do they have kids? Are they dead or are they alive? Um, mm -hmm. And that's like, it's kind of like psychometry, only not. Maybe it falls under the same umbrella. I don't know. Um, it's a very interesting exercise and it can be really cool to do, but you also have to have a certain level of comfort because, you know, I mean, for me, I get really like self-critical and I'm like, oh, I'm going to totally blow this. I don't want to say anything because what if I'm super wrong? The idea is when you're developing these skills and, and even when you have them, the idea is basically like you just take what comes and sometimes it's going to be right on and sometimes it's not. But the only way you're going to find out and be able to build that skill is to allow yourself to open and, and recognize that sometimes the information isn't going to be accurate because mm -hmm. you are just a channel and your channel might be clogged. <laughs> yeah. Or like you said, it might mean something else and you don't know what it means right yeah. then. It might mean something later. Yeah. So you just kind of, okay, this is what I see. Just taking, taking it at face value mm -hmm. for sure. It's also interesting because I, I just had this flash and I, I'm not sure where this fits exactly in all of this, but um, sometimes information will come to you over and over and over again. And you like, I have this person that comes into my mind ever since I did this one reading for somebody and that person had no idea who it was. And that image has come up again and again. And it's this like teenage boy standing on a dock by a boat and he's got on uh, red shorts and he's super tan. He has dark hair. I, I, <laughs> I have no idea. Right. But this kid, this guy comes to me, all the time in showing me this picture. It's a, it's a, like an image from a picture. The person I was reading for didn't know who it was at the time. And again, I've seen it again and again and again. I'm never going to forget this guy, even though I have no idea who he is or what the heck the boat has to do with anything or anything. But there's something about that that I'm just trusting eventually the right person is going to come into my pathway and that's going to make sense. So it's good if you see something coming again and again to just make a note of it and file it away. You might not know what it is right now, but, you know, eventually, hopefully, it will become clear. Yeah, maybe later. Right. <laughs> and I think that's a big thing is like when you're sharing with your friend or whoever you're working with, you know, of, of okay, maybe this doesn't work for you now, or you don't, maybe, maybe later, just write it down. We'll just see, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then like, it also could have nothing to do with it. It could have something to do with, you know, decompressing or trying to get rid of, and that's the other part is, is as someone who's trying to hone these skills is knowing that about yourself is, is, you know, you're trying to get yourself out of the way as much as you can. Um, so as much work as you preliminary work you can do, like clearing like imagery, all this stuff that we're talking about, like as much as you can do that is going to make it easier for you to be able to access, um, like 
I say true information or the information that may actually be pertinent. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because just because, I mean, the question again, and I think we've addressed this in another podcast about something else, but our intuition, I think is what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. But there's always that question of like, is this my imagination or is it true? And I think that what happens is our imagination works in conjunction with truth to bring us messages. Like the more you hone your imaginative skills, the clearer images can come to you. That's my, again, that's my personal belief and bias. Um, other people might not agree with that or they might have a different experience. So, yeah. well, I mean, this, this goes right along for our next podcast because I have some stories to share, which some people would be like, I don't know if that's real, you know, or you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So like, next week, our podcast is going to be about it, we're going to launch off our um, October spirit encounter stories. So that's what Veronica is uh, referring to. <laughs> spirit encounters, which a lot of people think is, is hoo-hoo-ha-ha stuff. But <laughs> well, what I was that, Veronica? What, what is it? Hoo-hoo-ha-ha. <laughs> As opposed to woo-woo? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But like when we talk about psychic skills, a, a big part for me is interacting with the beloved dead, with spirits, with those who have passed. Uh, and that's something that I do on a daily basis. Like that is something that I do all the time that I'm most familiar with. And so when we came, when I've come to this part, reading other people and their loved ones, I'm like, oh, that one's that part's a lot easier for me because mm -hmm. um, I feel like I access that world like very often. And this time of year, it's really easy. It right. Just, I mean, it's just like, oh, there you are. Right. Which is interesting because for me, I definitely feel stronger in my psychic skills versus my mediumship skills. Mm -hmm. I can pick up on energies. I definitely have seen spirits. I feel like there's been communication that's happening there. Um, but when I sit down to work with somebody, I tend to pick up more on the energies, um, or at least I pick up on that first. I have to really dip down to be able to access more of that mediumship um, mm -hmm. information, at least on more than a surface level. Like I might see a person or feel a person or energy that's with someone, um, but I can't give you a lot of details about them. Mm -hmm or messages that they have. I'm like, yeah, they're just like, they're hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hi, what do you hey, want to say? Come yeah, on. Going on. <laughs> so before we wrap up today's podcast, um, I just want to mention one more activity that you can do on your own. That's really simple. And that um, is actually kind of fun because you can play with it at any given time. And that is to have some items that are of different colors. So, you know, before I picked up a pen and I was like, oh, I picked up a pen. What does this tell me? You could use pens. Um, when I first started out, I had a little tin full of uh, paper clips that were different colors. And I would meditate and get really clear, clear my energy. And then I would sit and pull with my eyes closed, pull out a paper clip and just feel it and see what quote color it felt like to me. And then I would look and I would make a note. And I had a journal that I was using. I love journaling. So I was like making a note of like, 
I got this right. I got this wrong. I got this right. I got this wrong. And then noticing like, are there colors that are clearer to you that are easier for you to tap into? Um, are there times of day that you're doing this exercise when it's clearer to you? You know, when your state of mind is a certain way. Um, and sometimes I would just do it on the fly. Like, I'm just going to walk by and grab a paperclip really quick when I'm just walking through my house and I'm just going to hold it in my hand and like, see if I get it right. You know, just to kind of play with when does this information come? How easily can I access it? Can I do it when I'm just cruising through my day or do I actually need to stop and make space for it? So mm -hmm. anyway, it's kind of a simple exercise to do that you could just do anytime. Yeah, and it's exercising, you know, a different, a different part of you, you know, that you were not, during the day, you don't need to access this stuff, you know, it's not like it's going to, but, and it could lead you down to the right road, you know, I mean, we have GPS now, so there's that, but what I'm saying is like, like figuratively and literally like which road to take like, oh, this feels right. This doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm sensing. This is not what I'm like being able to hone that skill is as actually really important. It's also for your own safety too with other people. And there's so many different ways that it's practical to use your psychic skills, you know? Right. And your psychic skills and your intuition, they're really in so many ways, one and the same. There's so much overlap happening there. You might experience them a little differently. Um, my intuition tends to be more of a sense. Whereas when I'm really tapping into more of the psychic realm, I get like stronger feelings or vis visuals or whatnot. Um, but some of that comes with my intuition too, when it's a really strong message. So there's just a ton of overlap between those two things. And you could even potentially say they're one and the same. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Got anything else, V? No, I'm I'm good. I'm feeling I'm feeling ready for October. <laughs> All right. Well then, thank you for joining us today on the Witch Next Door. I hope that you will practice your psychic skills um, because we can all benefit from tuning into those. And uh Join us next week because we're going to be diving into the spirit realm for the month of October and launching that off then. So have a most magical week, everyone. Take good care. Thanks for tuning in to The Witch Next Door. You can help others find us by subscribing to and rating this podcast. If you're interested in supporting this work, you can do so through the anchor support link in our description. And if you're ready to dive a little deeper, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and check out the Wise Woman Witchery Diving Deeper monthly membership group. The details and sign up link are available there. And remember, you are magic. Embrace it. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.